Welcome to another episode of Teaching and Learning Champions. I'm Matt Evans, Director of Instructional Technology and Digital Resources in the Teaching and Learning Excellence Division at ACC. Today, I'm joined by Carolyn Reed, Department Chair of Developmental Math, and Julie Walkup, Department Chair of Integrated Reading and Writing, as we talk about the importance of developmental courses on guided pathways. Carolyn and Julie, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. What can you tell us about the goals and mission of your programs, both developmental math as well as integrated reading and writing? Julie, do you want to start? Sure. Um, for us, uh, our, I'd say our mission is to prepare students to be successful in college in any way that we can. Um, lately, it's become, since we only have one semester to do it for both reading and writing, it's become a much more individualized um, offering. It includes uh, like reading textbooks, um, doing things online, so online searches, looking for good sources, things like that, and um, definitely critical thinking. That's a big part of it. So people who can read and write, um, we help them bring up their skills so, to a college level so they can do academic reading and writing. And as far as writing goes, that's more than just formal essays. So it would be um, things doing essays, doing the process. My students, they don't want to edit their papers. They just want to write something, turn it in, and be done with it, things like that. Paragraphs, the importance of paragraphs. They're not um, quite sure about that. And then different kinds of reading, like if you do an uh, essay for a test, that would be a completely different kind of writing than you would get for an essay, a formal essay that you would turn in, so stuff like that. And a, a big problem that I've noticed students have is integrating um, information from other sources into their writing, which is what they would do in uh, an in-class essay. So they might have gotten the idea somewhere along the line that if they write a lot, <laughs> they get a lot down, they'll get a good grade, and that it doesn't really work that way in college. So we're doing that. But um, beyond that, I feel like we're the first we're the front lines for those first time in college students, the um, ones who in the past haven't gotten equity as far as college goes, haven't um, been included, and I feel like that's a major part of what we do. So um, uh, teach them about college um, culture, how to, and we try to engage them with um, the college and feel a part of the college. Um, and what else? And I think that about covers it. So that, I would say, is something we're always very aware of. Try to be very tolerant, very understanding of students, and um, uh, explicit about what's going on so they understand what to expect and feel welcome. Great. So, um, I mean, I can kind of build on what Julie said about just uh, being the first kind of program that, that students come into. It's the same with developmental math and um, being kind of an introduction to the college and college life and, and college uh, culture. And um, for developmental math, our, our goal and our mission is to prepare the students for their college level math courses. And so get them to where they can succeed in those college level math courses, whatever they may be. 
and, um, and to also help them to learn study skills, particularly how they pertain to math, because there's a certain type of studying and a certain type of um, you know, amount of practice that you need in a math course and just kind of help introduce them to that. So, so again, so they can succeed in math and succeed in their other courses. And um, to teach them critical thinking, which is one main goal of math, critical thinking and problem solving. And that even if something looks incredibly complex, if you break it into little parts, you can, you can tackle it and you can accomplish it and get to the end. Great. <clears throat> How do your departments in thinking about guided pathways help students through their academic programs? Um, the integrated reading and writing, we have uh, a few different ways that we're looking at it for guided pathways. Um, you, I don't know if you know, but we have the state mandate to do co-requisites. So we're looking at our co-requisites and kind of trying to figure out if you were in a different uh, specific guided pathway, what which co-requisite might be the best approach or the best on-ramp for you. And let's see, we, we're going to have 75% of our students will be in co-requisites starting next year. That's the mandate, so we're doing that. We have a few options that are for specific majors, like uh, we have technical writing. So that's for people that don't, um, will be better served by technical writing than by uh, Comp 1. And we also um, are going to, we were going to do it, but we uh, had glitches with the computer, so we're not doing it for spring. But we're eventually going to have a co-rec with ethics. And ethics, uh, almost all of the um, uh, health sciences have to take ethics. So we th think that would be a good, uh, on-ramp for them. We also try to analyze the skills and different strategies that would go with different pathways. There's kind of the um, creative uh, uh, opinion, ideas, artistic kind of pathways, and those would, English would be good for that because you have to create uh, writing. Uh, history, believe it or not, because you have to come up with a reason why things happened and kind of make up your, take all the details and make up your own idea about what's going on. Speech would be good for that, and philosophy. So I think those are the ones that, if you're going into a more creative um, pathway, those would be good on-ramps for you there. And then the, if you're more of a science person, you wouldn't think, uh, I mean, there's a specific kind of reading and writing for science, but it's hard to do that at the, lower level, but um, specifically psychology, co-requisite with psychology or government is more fact-based and more you have to follow certain rules and so it's more of a science kind of mind that would take that and then sociology too, although so sociology has a little of each. So we look at those kind of things and the last one is for the first time in college to encourage them, make them feel um, kind of a, maybe a little gentler uh, introduction to college. We have um, the Great Questions, which is a great question seminar. So we're uh, co-wrecking with that. And that's a real good, solid introduction to uh, college, I think. And it's, um, it expects them to be uh, scholarly and, and good thinkers, but it also gives them a lot of support for it. So it's a great class, a great co-rec for um, 
for uh, reading and writing, and we're also going to come up with a critical thinking class that'll be similar to Great Questions and that it should be able to um, substitute for the student success course, but uh, we'll also we'll co-rec with it. So it'll be a college level class, get credit for it. We're thinking of doing it in the um, philosophy department. So we're, we're just starting to develop that. Okay, excellent. Um, so the difference, so talking about co-requisites, the difference between co-requisites for developmental education as opposed to what we did before, which was a series of courses, is um, most of the students can come in now and they, they will immediately go into their college level course and they're taking the developmental support along with it in that same semester and like learning what they need to learn kind of like as they need to learn it. So it's a, it's a different approach to developmental education and it's really changing. It's even more important for guided pathways because we wanna get the student on the right pathway and in the right spot going along with their major and we do that in the very beginning and it's, it's aligned all the way down into the developmental courses too. Um, and so kind of along in math, along with guided pathways, we've, the, the math movement has been towards what we call math pathways. And it's getting away from that um, kind of old timey standard of everyone has to take college algebra, which it's, it's not the only math course and it's certainly not the most important math course. It's really only important if you're gonna take calculus. And so we've had math pathways, which we've been working on and what we've seen in the math department is we've really been trying to push these math pathways and there are essentially kind of four entry-level math classes you can take, college algebra, um, math for business and economics, and something called contemporary math, which is kind of a math for a liberal arts type of course, and uh, elementary statistics. And we've really been trying to, to get students to take alternatives, but the, everyone was still kind of sticking to that old standard of college algebra, but now with guided pathways, one thing that we've seen that's been very um, beneficial and exciting for us and for the students is now in these pathways and in these majors, they're really looking at like what math course really makes sense for our students. And so we're seeing a lot more students go on these pathways within the last few years as we've been implementing guided pathways as a college. And it's really, um, it's gonna, what it's gonna help is we've, in the past, you know, a lot of students have to take multiple different, multiple math courses because they took the wrong one. And now they're sure that they're gonna take the right one from the beginning. And what we've also done in developmental math is we have built these pathways all the way down to the developmental level. So we have the four pathways down through developmental math as well. And, um, and so it's really helping what we're seeing is um, students are getting in the right place and they're taking the right course and they can see why they're they're doing what they're doing as opposed to before in developmental math they were like why am i having to do this are you just torturing me or is this does this have a point and um and now they're they're doing the college level course and it kind of aligns with what they want to do and it, and it makes it it makes a lot more sense to them because they can see kind of the end of where it's going great uh, how have the courses uh, within your departments been impacted since the college's adoption of Guided Pathways? Julie? Um, they've been <laughs> influenced tremendously. So we, have, we were more aware of the different, uh, different requirements of different pathways. So if we're teaching a general class, we kind of have to teach them all. So that's uh, 
a more challenging thing, especially since we're down to one semester. We're pre they pretty much want us to get through people through developmental education in one semester. That's the um, the new way to do it. So uh, it's we kind of have to pack a lot into one semester. And let's see. Um, and also, uh, as you were talking about, considering which is the best way for them to um, on-ramp to their major, whatever that is, especially with us when there's no uh, real science on-ramp with us. It would be like if somebody, you had an English person, right? So we have to think, well, which one would be um, a better start for somebody with science? Because as you were saying, Carolyn, I think the first class they take, if it's um, motivating and exciting for them and they realize, ah, this is going to help me get where I want to go, then they're much more likely to stay in college mm -hmm. and much more likely to be successful, I think. So we really want to get that down. Um, we have uh, a relationship with other departments, too, since we're not, since we're, all of our co-recs are going to be with other departments. So um, we have, I think we know the other departments better, we have better relationships with them, and we get to know what they expect from their students and what their students, uh, where their weak points are, what they're seeing students come in, what are their problems, and then we can address those before they get there. So that's... Um, something we're doing. Let's see what else. Just as a as a follow up, um, you you talked about with the developmental courses being really kind of limited to one semester and having to pack a lot in. What's been the impact of packing that much content into a semester on student success? Have you guys noticed any difference? Um, that's uh, we haven't done any long term studies yet that I know of because we've only been doing it. This is our third year. So we're halfway through our third year. So it's hard to say if we're getting more graduates, for instance, because we haven't been doing it long enough. I would say, um, anecdotally, I think um, we're having more success. We're, we, I think we have to get to where we, um, our expectations are not to teach the next class that they're going to be in. Like, we don't teach them. Uh, to, to be successful, well, we teach them to be successful. We don't teach them what they need to know for Comp 1. We teach them to be ready to take Comp 1. Does that make sense? Right, yeah. So I think uh, <coughs> lowered our expectations, I hate to say that, on what uh, content they learn, but I think we've made them more, um, what, their own, uh, advisor. They're more able to be um, self-reflective mm -hmm. and ask questions and uh, be able to recognize when they need something or what kind of things they might want to look for when they need it. So I think that's been, um, I think they'll be more successful in that way. And I think they, they have been. Also that what we were talking about, getting them motivated. I think that's a huge thing that uh, to be successful is that you have to be motivated, excited about college, um, interested, and I think that's definitely true of Corex in our situation. That students are more motivated, more interested, more mm -hmm. excited, 
So I think the evidence is going to be that they'll be more um, successful. This past year, I don't know about you in math, but we had a quarter of our fall students were um, in the lowest level, the level where we don't even have to count them in our percentages because their skills are so low. So that was a kind of a shock for us. So um, I'm interested to see how that group, how the, the success of that group, because they're only, they can only have two semesters. That's all we've got anymore. Mm -hmm. And we don't have single reading and single writing classes either. So before where they may have taken four classes in two semesters, now they're only taking two. And most of them only take one semester. So it'll be interesting to w see what happens there. I'm hearing from a lot of teachers, <gasps> this year they're not ready to go on to a co-rec from the, their first semester. So, and next year we have to have more people in co-recs. Right. So it'll be interesting to see the success rate of those students. Um, okay, so we're talking about courses, right? Or course, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, since Guided Pathways is, has come around, I think I kind of touched on this before, but we, we always had math pathways, and we had already gone down to the developmental level, but then along with the, the, the co-requisite movement kind of went along with Guided Pathways, just the timing was the same. And um, so we've been able to, you know, have co-requisites in all four of those math pathways. And what we've seen... And um, it was even more dramatic this last fall as we were finally seeing that movement away from college algebra. So we're seeing a lot more enrollment in the other areas, which is a great thing because we had so many students in college algebra who didn't need to be there. And, um, and then it would make them you know, hate everything math because they saw no point in what they were doing. Um, and then I think kind of talking about, we were talking about outcomes and what we've seen is um, in the past few years, we're seeing more students get out of developmental and through their math and going on, um, hopefully, to either transfer or graduate. We haven't had enough time to, to, to track them for that length of time, as Julie was saying. But we're seeing, already we're seeing just our, our success rates in getting through that college-level math course is dramatically higher than what we saw and what we were doing before. And part of it is the co-requisite structure, and part of it is getting the students in the right class, finally. And um, something that's more suited for what they want to do and something that they care more about. Yeah. Julie, you had mentioned about <clears throat> the faculty feedback that you received regarding how prepared a student is to move into those co-rec classes. Aside from that, have you received any feedback from faculty on um, Guided Pathways and how Guided Pathways has influenced the courses in your department? From faculty? Yeah. Um, they, I think they enjoy the um, kind of, it's kind of like developmental ed, and I think especially reading and writing, because we weren't part of a bigger department like math is. We were kind of separate from the other, the rest of the college. And I hate to say it, but sometimes I think we were seen as like, kindergarten teachers or something. <laughs> and I think the camaraderie between us and the other um, disciplines has been really good for us to be recognized as very capable, very professional, very knowledgeable um, uh, professors and, and faculty members, very important to the college. And I think they see what we're doing now. So I think we've gotten a lot more exposure 
okay. in that way. And they see how um, what we do uh, affects the students in their classes. So that's been good. Yeah. The need, they see the need for us. Carolyn, you had mentioned it's been a short amount of time since Guided Pathways has been implemented, but you've been doing Math Pathways for much longer. What's the feedback that you've gotten from instructors on the Pathways model as a whole and how it's impacted your courses? Um, I think, you know, there, there's always varied feedback in any change, but um, the, I think in general, it's it, on the math side especially, it's, it's, it's faculty like it when they see these students taking classes that they, they have more of an interest in. And I think faculty, a lot of faculty are more interested in teaching something that's a little more applicable to what the students are doing. And, um, you know, I've heard from faculty, you know, just from student success, students are doing better in the classes, but also going back on that collaboration, I think um, Guided Pathways in general encourages a lot more collaboration. We've had a lot more collaboration as a department with the other science, engineering, and math areas, and even across other disciplines and talking about like what is the best math course for your major, you know, like for English, like what do you want your students to be able to do and what's the best math course for that? And I think the faculty um, in our department have really had a positive, you know, really enjoyed that and understand all of the other areas more. And also advising, we've had a lot more mm -hmm. um, collaboration with advising with guided pathways. It's all about you know everyone working together, and in um, our collaboration with advising, that has really helped with our student success because advisors understand more what we're doing and why, and can better help the students. And we're all on the same page, and we're really getting those students moving more forward than before. And I think that's the same with. Um, developmental reading and writing also like the advisors you know we all everyone all kind of understands the big picture a lot better and that helps our students because when we all understand what they should be doing they're going to understand it a lot better than before when it was just a big mystery so. great um, so we're closing in on today's interview are there any um, projects or initiatives in either of your departments that um, that you want the ACC community as a whole to know about as it relates to sort of expanding upon Guided Pathways? Julie? Um, we're, we've got two things. One is the critical thinking course that's coming up. I think that will uh, prepare students for any major, so that'll be good. The other thing, let's see, is uh, we have the communication cafe that we're starting. We're starting it at Highland. And that is, um, it's like a writing lab, but it will go beyond that to reading, reading comprehension, uh, critical thinking skills, language acquisition, um, oral communications, and job hunting skills. So we want uh, to have kind of ongoing instruction. So it's beyond what they do in the learning lab, where we'll have ongoing relationships with students who can come back every semester dealing with their, say, their writing, um, whatever kind of writing they're doing for their specific class now, we can help them with that. We'll know them, we'll know what their skills are, and mm -hmm. so. When will that be available? Um, starting in spring. Okay. Only at Highland to start off with, and then, but we're hoping to expand to the other accelerators, okay. at least. And Hayes, if we can find some place to <laughs> Somewhere. put it, <laughs> out in the, the field. biggest issue is <laughs> space. Where? The premium, yeah. yeah. So 
Okay, great. Very excited. Excellent. Carolyn, how about you guys? Um, well, so we're, you know, we're still working on our co-requisites and different types of models for those. And we also are um, kind of uh, streamlined the, the pathway to calculus, kind of going along with pathways. And we now have two different college algebras. One is college algebra for pre-calculus, and then one is a college algebra that's either if you're only going to take that one math course or you're going into um, the teaching uh going into the education majors. And so we're kind of, we, we took the pathways even into the college algebra and made the two kind of tracks the students who typically take that course to make it more applicable to what they're doing. And um, nothing as exciting as Communication Cafe though. That sounds really, <laughs> that sounds really cool. I want a math cafe. Um, you know, and we're always looking at different ways of, uh, presenting this material and have, having more like active learning and more um, we're expanding our honors courses and thinking about that and thinking about like looking into making math courses kind of more topic based like maybe health sciences focused statistics course or something like that mm -hmm. so um, we have been doing quite a bit so I think we're kind of uh, getting all of that other stuff to settle before we try to take on anything else really drastically new. I'm sure our whole department will be happy to hear that. Yeah. Great. Uh, the last question I have, which is not related to Guided Pathways at all, but what's giving you Riverbat pride this week, aside from winter break? <laughs> Definitely the Communications Cafe, yeah. that that's coming up. Um, also, I think the um, I've noticed um, there have been some new initiatives that have been uh, – how do I say this? Ever since I think the recession of 2008, people have been critical of college because a lot of people were college graduates and didn't get jobs. So uh, I think colleges have become much more um, career job oriented and um, getting your degree is, uh, you expect to get a job from that. And I think that's different from the traditional way of going to college. And I think we're um, coming back a little bit to include the traditional things that you get from college, like um, uh, exposure to lots of different ideas and uh, the freedom to explore those different ideas and um, different topics and um, kind of being able to find yourself and, and um, uh, exposure to other people's opinions, things like that. So we're including that back in. We're trying to get that back in, and I think it's working. The great questions is one of those things, mm -hmm. and the, um, um, what was Matthew's, the liberal arts oh. program. Is that what he calls it, or initiative? What is I think it was an initiative. Okay. Yeah. That, I think, is, is, is great. More self-reflection, more um, uh, student uh, self-efficacy, mm -hmm. things like that. So I'm excited about that. Carolyn? Wow, that's, <laughs> I mean, we do, we, are, we do have a lot of really, I just found out about that liberal arts uh, initiative and it looked really interesting. I, I, I um, that gives me pride when I see a lot of, uh, you know, all of these, these really interesting um, new and creative things that all of these different departments and areas are coming up with. And then also just going back to like, we had so many graduates uh, a week ago and it just keeps, we just keep getting, finally getting more and more of these students like their degrees and moving on to their next step. So that's always exciting to see. 
Excellent. Well, thank you both for, uh, for joining me again today. Uh, and that wraps up another episode of Teaching and Learning Champions. Don't forget that you can view blog posts for each episode on the TLED website. I also encourage you to subscribe to the ACC District podcasts on any of your preferred podcast apps or listen to individual episodes on the TLED website. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll chat next time on TLC at ACC. Thank you.